If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. This is another of our popular Listener's Choice interviews, which we're playing over the weekend. We've chosen the most popular interviews for you to select the Listener's Choice winner. If you're not sure how the Listener's Choice competition works, have a look at horsechats.com slash choice for the rules and the leaderboard. Horse welfare and safety are of utmost importance where humans have any interaction with horses. Within the courses at International Horse College, we only utilise methods that promote safe and humane ways of interaction between horses and humans. We only support safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers about horse welfare. Internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. We're going to introduce Christine Johnson today. Christine's a coach and coach educator She's ridden and trained in dressage, show jumping and three-day eventing and was long-listed for the World Championships in Kentucky. She's now got a school in Nelson, New South Wales, where she gives the students an all-round education, which also includes vaulting and clicker training. How are you today, Chrissy? Yes, terrific. Thanks, Glennis. Okay, good to talk to you. Chrissy. we usually start people off with a quote and it could be a quote that you use when you're teaching an inspirational quote have you got one for us today well yes there's so many and to tell you the truth I love quotes I quote other coaches and people I've read but I think the one I chose for you was it's attributed to Theodore Roosevelt I heard Buck Brenneman say it it can apply to horses or to students it doesn't matter but it goes like this they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So it doesn't matter what a hotshot you are as a coach or a, a rider, until you create a rapport, until you create that conduit for communication, it does work. I think that one worked for me. Okay. I think that's, yeah, that's a good one. And I think it's something that other people can use as well and other people will certainly agree with, yeah. All right, now going back, and and I know that you offer an opportunity now to lots and lots of young girls and and boys as well to give them the opportunity to ride that they may not have had, people from the city who've come in, people whose parents aren't horsey. But how did you start with horses? What are your first memories of horses? Oh, look, I didn't come from a horsey family, but my parents had a love of horses. My late dad in particular loved the horses. He loved the smell of horses. So, look, I uh, I taught my young students the power of what I call test of power. So every day I would say to my parents, oh, can I have a pony? When can I have a pony? And they eventually relented. It wasn't until I was probably around eight, I think, or nine, so... I'm a fan of really little kids, you know, with horses. They've got to want to do it. That's my take on it. And I I think that's you through to the parents who, um, who, you know, aren't horsey. They need to know that you're really serious. Yeah. I see lots of kids whose parents seem to want it more than they do, you know, <laughs> and that always surprises me. I always say to them, why don't you come and have some lessons, Mum? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
And then going from that, from the I want a pony, I want a pony, <laughs> you've now got, you know, what a lot of people would call an absolute dream because a lot of people want to have their own school with all their own ponies and be teaching, you know, the kids. What was your life there? What, you know, what gave you the idea? Was it How like did a we get from the pony to this yeah. point today? Well, from the pony to the to the giving the, the kids yeah, the, the professional coach. Exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. Look, I've had such an eclectic training in the horse industry. It's um, come from all different spheres, really, Glenis. It's been a, a great ride, a great journey, but I, I went through Pony Club, and I'm a believer in good Pony Club training and involvement, giving you an all-round education. I won Pony Club State Championship at junior and associate level, and then I went into the open competitions in eventing and show jumping. I did that right up until that Kentucky sort of shortlisting. Then I married, I got married, and we trained racehorses. So I did a little bit of a career turn there, and we trained racehorses for 16 years. And that was a whole new side of the horse industry I hadn't experienced and really enjoyed. And then I started training racehorses along with stopping being married and had another sort of another about turn in my career. I went down to um, I went down to Marcus and I went back into training and sort of the I suppose, you know, sport horse industry that I that I had grown up in. Mm-hmm. And I taught at Marcus Oldham, which is a great educational facility down in Geelong and I taught horse business management for five years and came back and got involved with and this is trying to be a as brief potted some of my weird horse world life that I came back to do um, administrator for the EA and I did the, the state coordinator role for a so I saw coaching from the other side and taught at the Richmond TAFE and taught on the side as well and then eventually just said, no, I'll go, I'll go all out and just run my own place, which I've been doing since 2000 onwards. Hmm. Okay. So you'd see a few students then coming through whom you might have taught yeah. to learn to ride, and then they go on and become a coach themselves. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. amazing. You know, it's a great thing to see a young guy that you, you know, to keep down 20 years ago, and there they are off doing something. Wow. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, what if you're looking for someone, you're looking for staff, you're looking for people to train, what sort of skills do you think that they need to, to get started as a coach and as a... Look, in the horse industry, in the horse industry, it's all about hard work, Glenis, as you would know. Hard work, but I think underpinning it all, you just have to love horses, you know, because if if that's not the case, well, why do it? So I think a love of horses, hard work, be disciplined, be aware of safety. My dad used to always say, the trained man wins. <laughs> And okay. I think training is so important. So you want someone to be working for you, open to training. They have to be trainable. They have to be, they have to be safety awareness and work uh, hard. And I like a splash of a sense of humour in there too. I like a a smile, okay. mid smile. Good, mm. good. Christine, what about people who've influenced you and helped you learn more about horses? Can you talk about that? Oh gosh, yes. I'm grateful to so many people I've met through this journey. You know, I grew up with Colleen Brooke and George Sanner and Vicky Roycroft. They were my peers. I, I really admire them. They're still they're survivors in our industry. They're they're icons, and uh, you know that was marvelous. 
when I got down to Marcus Alden, I was exposed to some really different things and uh, I met Andrew McLean and I'm a huge fan of his equitation science training. Mm -hmm. And when I was in Victoria, I met a Canadian woman, Jodie Soper, and she was a marvellous, marvellous coach. And I organised for her to come out for the next, it must have been 15 years, she would come out and do clinics. She was a marvellous clinician and a, a sports psychologist taught us so much. So uh, Joe Schlepper, a great influence. Okay, good. Just with the clicker training, who did you start to do the clicker training with? Well, Georgia Bruce, I think, is the, she's the ultimate practitioner of that in Australia and uh, she's written lots of great books, great videos, lots of free training videos. Amazing girl. She's just fantastic and uh, I would urge anyone to look at her website and or go to one of her clinics. So, yeah, Georgia for sure. She's very focused, isn't she? Oh, she's just amazing. And a great trainer, you know. She breaks it down. She's very patient. Mm. Yep. I would yep. Uh, urge people to do some research about Georgia and her methods. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, tell us about horses or, you know, a horse or horses that have influenced you. Who was the horse that you went to the games on or you went to the training? you were long listed for? Look, I had a fabulous thoroughbred off the track, bought, you know, inappropriately as a three-year-old for a teenage <laughs> girl. But, um, his name was Savanti, so that's um, the Don Quixote story about the impossible dream. And he was such a beautiful horse and uh, okay. liver chestnut. And uh, he was one in a million. Mm. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Is that your proudest moment with horses, with him? Oh, there's so many moments, Glennis, I think probably pride I feel in watching my students and in particular my children. My daughter doesn't ride anymore. She runs marathons and triathlons. She's a bit of a superstar. But my son works with me. He's a coach and mm -hmm. we do a lot together. He's a terrifically talented rider and he's a very good coach, yeah. Okay. I have some great people around me. Um, I have a great friend in Lynn Lynch who taught me about vaulting, but she is what I call an early adopter, and she's really interested in training methodology and learning theory and anything really that's going. So uh, she's a great pal and a great inspiration with horses and learning. Mm. Good, good. Now, I've heard you say the saying, horses love a light seat and steady hands. Where did you get that oh. saying from? Who taught you that or is that something that you've adopted? Well, I think, you know, that that's always been my preference is for a light seat. You know, I rode eventing and show jumping and track work and then back to jumping. But that's a George Morris quote and I think the theme of animal welfare has to be so prevalent in everything we do and if you take that saying that horses love um, a light seat and steady hands, you really aren't going to be subject to any criticism because there's going to be no tension in the horse. You know, they appreciate the light seat and the steady hands. It's such a responsibility holding on to metal bit in the horse's mouth via the reins. And that's one of the many themes that I emphasize to my trainee coaches and to my mm -hmm. students. Mm -hmm. And rewarding the horse, you know, rubbing them, giving them that scratch on the wither is so, so, so important. You know, you have to know how much you care and you have yep. to keep looking for a reason to reward them. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. 
Yes, I think if you keep looking for a reason to reward them, they keep looking for a reason to get that reward too. Yes, that's right. It's a great mutual cycle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. We talked about a training tip. So what do you think is the main problem, the main thing that you see as riders? Is that the, is that the the light seat and the steady hands or is there something else that you'd like to introduce just so you can talk to the listeners about this is a problem and this is how you fix it? Well, yeah, I go with the light seat every time and the steady hands, but I like the one about start where you are, use what you've got, do what you can because people, they're so ambitious in their riding, you know, and it's very easy to compare yourself to other people and uh, I think, you know, they come with all expectations and then we might go back to doing simple transitions. But it used to be that, you know, you think internationally riding is for the elite and the wealthy, but Australia is still a country where you can afford to own a horse and enjoy the experience. Mm -hmm. It is expensive, but it's worth it. And I think helping people in the coaching, mentoring role to accept that they can be involved in the horse industry and it doesn't have to break the bank and that the horse doesn't have to have a brand new rug every season. And as long as the gear fits well and is maintained, it doesn't have to be the most expensive saddle in the range, you know? Mm, mm. I think helping people find enjoyment at all levels is probably to enjoy their horses is probably one of my goals. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hang on a sec. Let me interrupt to let people know about the horse industry qualifications at onlinehorsecollege.com. If you have a look at the flexible options, there's online theory with practical components that can be completed by video or with a qualified expert in your area. That website again is onlinehorsecollege.com. Thanks. I'm just looking because, you know, I know that you use the saying in your promotional material, horses, fun and learning, and that's really reflected. <laughs> yeah, it's reflecting now in, in what you're speaking about. I think that's important. Yeah. Do you try and provide an atmosphere and, a, and a, is that the main focus of the business because you've got horses, fun, learning? How have you been able to do that? Well, I think like kinds attract. So we have so many really nice students and then their friends come. And so if they're not that sort of person who's going to enjoy the experience of being here and enjoy their horses, they kind of don't last, you know, they move on, I guess. Okay. But for sure, you learn quicker when you're enjoying yourself and it's uh, the endorphins you released when you're smiling and when you're happy and... Mm -hmm. Horses pick up on it, you know. You know, if someone is in a bad mood, you just don't bring whatever the day was. You yes. don't bring it to your riding lesson. You don't bring it to your training session. And um, yeah, put a smile on your dial. Okay, and and that that'd have to be for your staff as well, not just for your students. It's for the staff that come in, and pretty much yeah. anyone who comes in. Yep, yep. All right. Yeah. Now you've talked about Lynn Lynch helping you with your vaulting. How often do you do your vaulting or how do you introduce it to your students? Do you do special vaulting lessons or do you say, well, this is what we're going to do today? How is that introduced well, into Well, I know in, yes, in Europe it's compulsory that if you're learning to ride, you do you know a term or a year or something of vaulting first, which uh -huh. would be wonderful, but Australians probably wouldn't tolerate that. They don't want to get on and get into it. But I offer it to any student who wants to do it, but we also do it as a compulsory part of our holiday riding camps for young okay. students 
Yeah, and I think it's a wonderful introduction, you know, to develop an independent seat. You don't have any reins to hold on to <laughs> and can practice your position well without okay. interfering with the horse. It's, it's a great activity, yeah. Okay. And the clicker training. I don't do the competition yeah. armour. Okay, that. yep. I was going to say the clicker training, that's, a, that's introduced as part of their all-round education as well? Yes, and all our horses have got a baseline of clicker training where the first thing you learn is to look away so that they don't mug for food and treats. But even in the looking away, I get my students to do that after a lesson with the horse. It's like a reward. It enriches their life and they really look forward to it. But it's amazing what it does for the timing. You know, you have to be able to look and find the best moment to click and reward your horse. And I think it's, it's, it's got the layers of benefits for clicker training. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. <laughs> and the, the saying about it clickering is it's quicker with a clicker. Their motivation to learn with a clicker is just amazing. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think if any horse <laughs> has been trained with a clicker, they've only got to hear, you know, one click and their ears prick mm. up and they, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. What's going, what would you like me to do? Yes. That's right. It's a yeah. different attitude. Of, you yeah. know, what can I do for you? Not like, oh, okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, Chrissy, have you got a book that you can recommend for our students? Oh, for sure. Look, you know, I've got lots of books that I love reading, but I have to recommend anything but Conky, who sponsors us here. He's a fantastic vet. I've known him for a long time, and he's so sincere, so generous with his knowledge and his interest in the horse industry and the maintenance and feeding of horses. So he's got a great little book called Talking Horses, Common Problems, and it's packed with handy hints and helpful information, but he's also written the Bible on horse nutrition in Australia and his website's got so much information but I would have to go with that for someone who wants to know anything about horse management, welfare and nutrition. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Which you should all know if you're a horse lover and a horse owner, trainer, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Now, he's a sponsor. What sort of things do you need to offer him in return? Because I know that he is very generous with his sponsorship. You know, it's good. Mm. So, it, people... Well, it's a mutual thing, you know. It's a... Yeah. It's a respect and, you know, it has to be genuine. We wouldn't ever take on anything that we didn't really endorse, you know. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't take on a product just for the material value of it. So I guess that's common respect and, uh, you know, mutual promotion. If someone asked me, I would say use his products, listen to his advice, read his books because I really believe in them. Mm -hmm. Good. And then hopefully the same is reciprocated, but, you know, by... By sponsoring us, I think they're showing their endorsement, their support. Okay, okay. But also, too, people have to, I think it's a two-way thing, isn't it? It has to be two-way that you have to Mm. offer to him that he offers to you. Yeah. I think people come along and and just are looking for sponsors but don't think about what they Mm. can offer their sponsor. Yeah. Mm. All right. It has to be something in it. Yep, yep. Mm. What are you looking forward to, Christine? I don't compete anymore, but I really enjoy riding. I have a terrific dressage trainer. Lucas Herbst comes and uh, works with me once a week. I look forward to that so much. It's, you know, simulating. I like the saying, actually, that if your trainer doesn't have a trainer, you need another trainer. (laughs) Okay. So I guess (laughs) you like that one. I do. I I, I, I look forward to that. Yeah. Look, look forward to having a nice horse to ride. <laughs> I look forward to happy grandmotherhood. I'm a very happy, proud grandma. And um, any days I spent with 
my delightful granddaughter is heaven to me. Mm. So I guess do what I'm doing for as long as I can and uh, and enjoy doing it. Okay, good, good. <laughs> now, thinking about your philosophy, can you just sum it all up into a lesson today? Well, the thing is you've got to enjoy it, haven't you? Yeah. Do what's in front of you. Teach, respect the horse, enjoy the horse. Sometimes you have to do what's there. Don't you? Don't, you come down wanting to do uh, flying changes, and it's just not the day for it. That's or right. you wanted to jump, and in fact, you haven't got. You know, so so train what's in front of you, mm-hmm. and respect the horse. Yeah. There was something that I know that you've said before that you know, and this is just from talking to you about making the mm-hmm. impossible possible. Oh yes, making <laughs> that's a that's a great one. That's a that's a quote from my. Friend uh, Catherine Hamber, she's a Feldenkrais practitioner, mm-hmm. and if you haven't encountered Feldenkrais, it's very useful for any sportsman, but for riders in particular. And the aim of Feldenkrais is to make the impossible possible, the possible easy, and then the easy elegant. Mm-hmm. And it applies so well for riding, doesn't it? You know. Mm-hmm. And I think so we it, take the- yeah, something that reflects you as well, you know, when we talk about mm-hmm. summing up a philosophy. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I've heard you speak that before, so, yeah. And it's a joy to be able to help people at any level, you know, of that with something they thought was impossible to make it happen for mm-hmm. them and then to refine their skills to make it easy and then elegant. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, how can people contact you, Chrissy? Well, I'm a social media maniac and I love it. I've got lots of avenues there, but I have a website and it's all the W's, teamj.com.au. That's team with just the letter J. Uh, That's our website. On Facebook, I'm Johnson Equestrian Services and I also host a group called Equestrian Coaches because that's a big part of my business. I do that every week with my good friend, Colleen Brooke. It's a... A great privilege to work with her, mm-hmm. and I don't really do much on Twitter and Instagram, but I'm there. Okay, but Facebook and the website. For and sure. those those mm-hmm. details will be on your page at Horse Chats as well, which is horsechats.com/slash/christinejohnson. Christine, it's been wonderful talking to you today. Thank you very much for your time, and I hope to uh, catch up with you again sometime. Glennis, <laughs> it's been a privilege, and uh, I've got to say. When you invited me, I started looking through and listening to more of the horse chats, and it's, it's just a gold mine of information. It's fantastic. So congratulations to you too. <laughs> Thank you. I'm certainly enjoying it. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of learning there for me too. Oh, yeah. I bet. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> okay, thanks. Thanks, Bye-bye. thanks. Oh, wait. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate, and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below 